What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Reality radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. I love technology. I really do love technology. I, I get a kick out of technology. I am surrounded with technology in my little tiny studio here. I've got the best iMac you can get. I've got an iMac Pro. I've got iPads, a couple of them. I've got interesting input stuff. Uh, I've got the state-of-the-art tie line. I've got great stuff, and I love technology. Well, you know, for a long time, I've been reading the questions you send in, and I realized there is technology that can do a pretty good job doing that for me, and it adds another voice. Now, it's not perfect, but it's far better than it used to be when the voice was, hello, I am your computer voice. You know, it wasn't even that good. At least I have some timber in my voice. Uh, it was really hard to understand. So we're going to do, we have a lot of questions and we just haven't been able to get to all of them. So today we're going to do an all new Q and a now bear in mind, I'm going to use the gender of the author of the question. I have no idea if these voices sound anything like the person who typed the note. So if it doesn't sound like you, it's not supposed to, it's just supposed to be of your gender. And the three questions we received were all from males. So I'm taking them in order. So coming up right now, questions that were typed in at TalkingRealMoney.com and are now being read by technology. The technology is not perfect. I have some I had to do some tweaking in the way they're written to make it phonetic. Certain words they have a real problem with. In some cases, I couldn't even figure out how to make them read them right. But it's pretty close, and there is some variation in the voice. So we've got different voices. It's almost like call in via typing. And remember, you can call us with your questions. You can actually call them in at 855-935-TALK. And if you go to TalkingRealMoney.com, you can record your question so it's actually in your voice, not these. I just left a job with about $80,000 in my 401k. My new job has a 401k as well. I can roll my old 401k into my IFA account, which is at 8020 stocks to bonds right now. The total balance is $755,000. I am 55 and based on how hot the market has been and the fact that I would like to cut back to part-time at age 60, I am thinking I should change to a 70-30 balance. I am intrigued though because my new job 401k offers a guaranteed 3% fixed income option and was considering rolling that $80,000 into that guaranteed 3% option. It seems pretty good based on the bond market performance lately. FYI, Prudential is the manager of the 401k that offers that 3%. Thanks for all that you do. I listen to every episode. You have an IFA account? Is that with Index Funds Advisors in California? Good company. We we know Mark. Uh, 80-20 right now. Okay, 755000 You're 55. 
I hope you've taken some sort of a risk profile survey so that you know that that 80-20 mix is a comfortable mix for you because it's not just age. As a matter of fact, it's less age than inclination. So while you may want to be more conservative at 60, it really depends on your risk tolerance. I think probably most people at age 60 are about six, uh, about 70-30, 60-40 even. And um, so it's probably good. Take our risk quiz, find out. As far as the 3% fixed income option that is run by, by Prudential, bear in mind, this is probably an annuity product. I don't know for how long that rate is guaranteed. It's probably a fluctuating rate. It's a good rate in this environment. Uh, so it's a reasonably good fixed income option with relatively low risk. Uh, for a fixed income portion of your portfolio, you could do worse. So I, I would be okay with that. Thanks so much for your question. Hope the computer read it well. And remember, call 855-935-TALK or leave your questions at TalkingRealMoney.com. Hi, I'm curious what your opinion is of Capital Group's mutual fund options. I am new to investing and I am currently in GWPCX, which my advisor is trying to keep me in. But I'm interested in Vanguard's option. I love the show, by the way. Thanks. Ah, uh, Capital Group. The American Funds. Know them well. Uh, my wife and I were both stockbrokers and big fans of the American Funds when we were stockbrokers because they had a long history. They had a good reputation. They still do. They still do. The problem is they are more expensive than the alternatives from companies like Vanguard or Fidelity or Schwab, the index alternatives, which do pretty well. Now, you, you have a C-share, which really bothers me. Your advisor should be fired just for selling you a C-share. Really. This is the liar load fund. This is the way your stockbroker got out of telling you there was a commission. There's still a commission. Your broker still collected probably 5%. But do you know what the expense ratio is on this American Funds Growth Fund? The one you have has an expense ratio of 1.5% per year. 1.5% per year. Now, you could have gotten into the A shares, which is GWPAX, and you would have only paid 0.73% or three quarters of a percent per year. Let's round. So you would have paid a lot less. So what's the difference? Well, if you'd gotten into the A share, you would have paid an upfront commission as high as five and three quarter percent. So you see why it's not a better deal. As a matter of fact, if you stay in C-shares for a long time, they're a much worse deal. And they're very misleading. And I really, really, really don't like the fact that these are sold to people. I don't even think C-shares should exist. I think that every broker out there should be forced to tell people, you're a long-term investor. It's better if you pay the load up front than pay for the extra fees you're going to pay every year for as long as you own this fund. I think that does a huge disservice, and I really do think this is another example of a broker violating, well, they didn't even have a fiduciary responsibility. Another example of why we need, why we need a fiduciary rule. And it's not like this one's burning up the tracks. 
the five-year track record of the uh, the the C share of uh, American funds growth underperformed the the index by almost seven percent per year over the past five years. So it's not like it's a great fund anyway. I would fire this broker in a heartbeat. I don't care. I bet their family or a friend. I know money is thicker than blood. <laughs> it really has to be. This is business. It's not personal. Fire your broker. Let's do one more before we call this a podcast, shall we? I'm curious why your recommended portfolios do not allocate a portion to mid-cap growth and value. Does the law of averages simply make this class not relevant to long-term returns? I currently equal weight small, mid, and large cap growth and value both U.S. and international along with 10% emerging markets. I also hold U.S. and international rates at 5% each. All is in low-cost Vanguard and Schwab ETFs and mutual index funds. I max out my 401k, Roth IRA, HSA, and throw as much as I can extra into a taxable brokerage and 529 plans for my three kids. I'm in my mid-30s, have about $300,000 saved for retirement, and have roughly 5% in bonds. I have a six-month emergency fund. A new 15-year mortgage is my only debt at 2.25%. Household income about $210,000 before taxes and withholding. In summary, one. Why no mid-caps? Two. Am I taking too much risk with so few bonds? By the way, I scored an 84 on your risk quiz. I plan to continue to dollar-cost average as much as possible throughout my lifetime, so I'm not really concerned with what the market does for at least the next 15 years before I plan to hold more fixed income. Thank you, and I love the show. Started listening a few weeks ago and have made it through the most recent 100 or so shows. There are a couple of reasons why we don't suggest buying mid-cap funds. You can certainly buy them, and it's not going to hurt you. It's just that there's not a huge benefit to doing so. What we believe makes sense is not to try to allocate to mid, to small, to large, but to allocate to everything, uh, U.S. and international, just like you're doing, allocate to everything, and then just overweight small and value because they give you the biggest bang for the buck. So you you might want to build a portfolio that's 75% or 80% uh, just total market and then overweight small and value with that other 20% or 25% or even 30%. It's more aggressive because there's a trade-off. It's always a risk-reward trade-off between uh, any type of security. Those that make more money tend to be more risky. Mids are a little more risky than large. Smalls are a lot more risky than large, which is why we think it just makes more sense not to confuse everybody by saying, go get small, mid. And that's really the main reason. Yeah, there is a little extra bang for the buck in mid, again, because they're a little more risky. But the biggest bang for the buck and the biggest reason to overweight is in small and value. As a matter of fact, a lot of advisors suggest just buying a target date fund for the lion's share of your money and then putting a whole big chunk in a small cap value index. 
Again, we do believe that you need the international. You've got that. We do believe you want to overweight emerging some. You're doing that. We do believe you should have REITs in your portfolio. You're doing that. What you are doing right now is not bad. Not bad at all. And the risk quiz score you got of 84, that's why you don't want a lot of bonds. Yeah, you're taking a lot of risk. Of course you are. But that score says... You understand the risk, that you understand the downside, that you are going to be patient when the market goes down because it will go down. There's no doubt about it. It will go down. Do you know when? No, we don't know when. None of us know when. That's the problem. But you understand that, or the risk quiz implies that you do. It's either that or you lied to the risk quiz, and that's only going to hurt you. Never lie to your risk quiz. Uh, I think you're in good shape. I really wouldn't mess with anything. Just because we don't say something doesn't mean it's awful. We'll tell you if we think something's awful. We're pretty blunt about awful, and you don't have anything awful. Well, I hope you liked this new way of doing Q&A. Let us know. Um, Send me a note. You can send notes at TalkingRealMoney.com. And if you really like what we do, leave a review at Apple Podcasts. Please tell your friends neighbors, relatives, acquaintances, people that you really hate seeing get ripped off. I hate seeing them get ripped off. And uh, let them know to listen to the podcast. Also on Saturdays, we do the show live in Seattle, Washington on KOMO Radio. If you'd like to listen, just go to TalkingRealMoney.com. There is a live listen link. We do the show live at 3 p.m. Eastern or noon Pacific time every Saturday. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. I'm Don McDonald, and I just hang around almost all day thinking or talking real money. Talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.